From the beautiful Pacific Northwest, across the nation, and around the world, you are about to finally learn how to lose weight joyfully. It's time to get wasted with Renee. Live with Renee Steelman on TalkZone.com. Good morning, everyone. Thank you so much for joining me. I hope that I am finding all of you productive, plant-based, and positive. I know I am. I am very plant-based. I am very positive, and I think I'm productive. I, I got some laundry folded before I came in and got some things straightened up, and, and uh, I'm really feeling great today. If I sound a little bit like I'm talking in a cave, 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 it's because I am, uh, I have, I'm having a little sound issues, but I think it's going to be great. So no big deal. And I am going to please all of you by not starting out the day by stating what a beautiful day it is in the Pacific Northwest, because although it is going to be 73 degrees today, so it's going to be beautiful. It's a little foggy right now in the Pacific Northwest. Um, it's a little covered, so I will give you a break. So all of you that are possibly in the Midwest uh, getting snowed on or in Oklahoma recovering from a tornado, you can be like, I'm so sick of her talking about how beautiful it is in the Pacific Northwest. So, okay, it's not that great, but it's going to be really great. So whatever. Um, so I have a wonderful show today. Um, I have as my guest today a wonderful physical therapist, and we're going to be talking about um, – Physical therapy, how that helps, how we need it, what a wonderful service it is. Um, I have a, a couple of acquaintances that are physical therapists, and the amount of training that they go they go through and what they do is is so uh, fundamentally, basically necessary in our lives nowadays. We are obviously we are filled with weekend warriors, you know, people deciding on on the spur of a moment on a Friday night that they're going to run a warrior run or a 10K or have a, you know, one-on-one -on -one, uh, basketball game or a football game or something, you know, and they get off the couch to do this and inevitably someone's going to get hurt. So physical therapy is so important and has definitely put people back on their feet um, after some kind of an injury. Um, so Lindsay's going to be calling in. We're going to be talking to her. But I wanted to start out because, you know, spring is here. And although those of you who are living in different parts of the world, it may not feel like spring. Um, in other parts, it is beautiful. And as I said, today it's going to be a beautiful, beautiful spring day. Um, if it does get up to 73, they're saying it would be a record, a record um, temperature for the Pacific Northwest. But I want to start the day out um, talking about diets because, you know, I am a representative of the Get Wasted program. It is a fabulous program. And what I love about it is that it's really centered upon a holistic, it's a holistic program. It's, it's the, the basis of it is helping people to get healthy, to take control over their health. And, um, it is a plant-based program. It is a whole food program. And so even though when you switch over from eating the standard American diet and you start eating whole foods, you're probably going to lose weight. And it can be a fabulous detox program. It is a fabulous weight loss program if you have weight to lose. Um, I love what we call our detox program because you are eating 
a ton of food. And so it's not one of those crazy, um, you know, drink as much lemonade with cayenne pepper type of detox that, that they're, you know, or a starvation type detox. It's a detox from the standpoint that you're going to jump in both feet and you're going to go whole food plant based, you know, the next day. And so from that point, it is a quick start detox program, but it's not a starvation program. And I, I just wanted to um, talk a little bit because I almost think that spring is uh, bringing more advertisements and more push for weight loss programs than I even saw in January, which is unusual because January is usually the big hit, you know, um, New Year's resolutions, I'm going to lose weight. But I think spring is is um, the panic button. Spring is where people are going, holy crud, I have two months or three months before our vacation. What can I do in 90 days? And um, so the, the diet programs that are out there are just jumping on this and taking advantage of it. And I, I was watching some late night television and um, there is a, a company out there and they have some fabulous workout programs. And I think they are amazing. And I know my son uh, had his pain management doctor. Um, I see him about every six months and um, with my son. And so I hadn't seen him for a while, and I took my son in, and I said, uh, I honestly didn't recognize him. I mean, he kind of came in. I knew it had to be him. He had on the white coat. I knew he was the doctor. But I had to kind of take a second glance. I thought, holy crud, what's going on? And I said, have you lost weight? And he said, oh, yeah, I've lost about, I think he had lost about 40 pounds. And he said that he had started this um, exercise program with his daughter. His daughter had challenged him to do this exercise program with him. And he said, so I said, okay, I'm going to do this with you, but we're going to do it for the full 90 days. And she, and he said, you know, she, she quit after about two weeks, but he kept it up. And he lost, you know, all this weight. looks great. And this was a couple of years ago. He's kept it off and he looks great. But I remember going, doggone it, you know, I, I'm starting to hear so much about this 90-day, you know, exercise program. And so I kind of looked into it, and it's intense. And they don't joke around. I mean, they don't say it's not intense. They don't try to pass it off. as They, they come right out and say this is a, an intense program, but you're going to have great results. And, and I think that people do have great results. So, so this company has kind of um, evolved, and they've come out with, you know, this, this uh, program that was – uh, a 60-minute program, they've cut it down to a 30-minute program, which I think is great. And then, um, so they were advertising this 30-minute program. And I thought, they, along with the exercise program, there was a food program that went with it. I wasn't interested in the food program, but I really wanted to get my hands on that 30-minute exercise. So I ordered it, just to see. And the way this program works is they have these little containers and you have so much food and you put different food in different containers and then you eat, you know, so many of these containers and so many of that container and all of this. And um, it's a fabulous gimmick. It's a fabulous, fabulous marketing tool. Um, but when I got it, I thought, well, just for the heck of it, I'm going to put my veggies in one of these little containers and I'm going to measure out how much this is. So I put my veggies in and it was like, three quarters of a cup. And then for the, um, the meat 
little container, the protein container, um, it was probably about um, maybe another three quarters of a cup, you know, maybe a little bit, maybe a cup. And I thought, okay, first of all, I'm not washing out these containers for every meal. Um, that would, I can see where people would do that once or twice and then pretty soon they'd go, heck, I'm not cutting up my chicken, putting it in one of these little containers and then dumping it on my salad plate. I'm just going to cut up the chicken and put it on my salad, you know. So I can see where after a few days people are, are going to, to see the disadvantage of having to wash out these containers, having to, you know, have a three-step program to put your, to put your protein on whatever vegetable it is you're eating. And the other thing I, I thought about it was, um, why can we only have a half a cup of green beans? Why can I only have um, three quarters of a cup of cucumbers? And I understand that it, it's a weight loss program, but that's the problem with weight loss programs. It's a program of discouragement. It's a program of deprivation. It's a program of denial. It's something that you do for a certain amount of time, and then you stop doing that when you've reached whatever goal it is you have set for yourself, and then you go back to your lifestyle. And and this is just a, uh, you're setting yourself up to fail. You know, no one is going to go through the rest of their life with those little containers. They're not going to do it. I don't see people packing those little containers and taking them with them on a trip. Um, so it's a it's a gimmick. And, and the thing that they also sell along with the exercise program is a shake or a meal replacement. And the problem I have with that is, again, it's that reductionism. It's, you know, the gentleman that, you know, is the head of the company, he starts out the tape talking about the vitamins and the, and the minerals and the nutrients that are in this shake. And he goes through every one of them and he talks about how much it would cost if you were to buy all of these vitamins individually, but for only this price, you can get this shake and you can make it and drink it. And then you're going to get the vitamins that you need to um, support the exercise program that you're doing. Again, the problem with that is he's taking one processed food, you know, ringing up how much that processed food costs and then comparing that to how they've taken certain amounts of that processed food put it in another processed food, and they're going to charge you less. And it really goes back to that whole reductionism where where people have found that, let's say, you know, goji berries are really healthy or pomegranates are really healthy and, um, you know, other minerals are really healthy. Um, so let's extract those from the food. We'll concentrate them, and then we'll put them in a capsule, and we'll tell people that if they eat this goji berry or if they eat this or if they eat that, um, this is going to be all they need to do. When the reality is, you know, um, you can't take something out and then get the full benefits of what it would be if you ate the entire food. Um, and again, you know, when you talk about, let's, for example, let's talk about strawberries. You know, strawberries we know are, have a lot of vitamin C and they have a lot of really good phytonutrients and other things in them. You can't extract that one little vitamin from that strawberry and say you could eat a strawberry or you could just eat this vitamin. You're going to get the same thing. It's not the same. The fiber, you're losing the fiber. You're losing the whole part of it. And um, it's such a, a money trail when you look at these meal replacement shakes and the vitamins and, 
and everything that they're doing. And they don't, you know, people, your body is only going to take in what it needs. Your body is an amazing machine. It's only going to take in what it needs. So it's going to expel everything it doesn't. So you are just peeing away, you know, $200 worth of, of, of stuff that you've taken into your body that your body doesn't need. But when you eat the whole food, your body is going to incorporate every piece of that food. And it's going to help, you know, your body in some way. Um, I really love, if I could recommend a book, I think my favorite book right now is Whole. And it's written by T. Colin Campbell. And it, it's the Rethinking the Science of Nutrition. And he has so many really, really great things to say in, um, in his book. So I want to take a little break. And then when we come back, I'm going to read um, from Dr. Campbell's book about, you know, kind of what's happened with our, our medical system and, our, and, and the way we think about our nutrition and our medical care. So let's take a break. Welcome back. You're listening to Get Wasted with Renee on Talk Zone. Here's Renee Steelman. Hi. Hi. Welcome back. Thank you so much for joining me today. I am Renee Steelman. I am the area director in the Pacific Northwest, um, Southwest Washington area for Get Wasted. And Get Wasted is a wonderful program. It helps people to transition to eating a plant-based whole food diet. Um, it provides recipes, menus, shopping lists, and it makes that transition really, really easy. And I, I wanted to talk a little bit coming back from, from our, um, coming back from break. I wanted to talk about the, um, the way our society right now is dealing with medical issues and trauma. And later on, my guest, I'm going to have Lindsay, um, Paliska, Paliska, on, uh, she might correct me on that. Um, and she's a physical therapist and a physical therapist is so important when there's been any kind of traumatic injury and we need doctors, we need physical therapists, we need people for any kind of sudden or traumatic injury or sudden illness, but it's kind of, we've kind of got everything backwards and how we, how we treat our, our patients or how we, how we go, why we go to the doctor and what the medical profession is supposed to be doing. Um, so, um, actually I think I'm going to let, I think I'm going to bring Lindsay on now. Um, and then we'll talk a little bit more about how she services people for that traumatic injury. And then, uh, you know, how we can prevent injury through, you know, health, eating properly and the safety measures that we can take. So Lindsay, are you there? I am. Hello. Good morning. Hi. Thank you so much for joining me. Pronounce your last name correctly for me. Poliska. You got it okay. right. Okay. can try. Yeah. Oh, perfect. <laughs> and you are a physical therapist with the Therapeutic Associates Physical Therapy Group. Yes. I have and I just, go ahead. Oh, I have a clinic. Um, I'm on the east side of Camas. And then we also have two other locations in Vancouver, um, one in Vancouver and one in Hazeldale. We kind of triangle the Southwest Washington area. Perfect. And I understand that this is um, a part of kind of a larger group where you, you also have uh, physical therapy offices in, in Oregon and Idaho and California. 
That is correct, yes. We are. Uh, we kind of compare ourselves to a law firm where we're all partners in the company, so it's not a franchise, um, but we are. So, like, the Camus Clinic is my location. I own this clinic, um, but I'm part of that larger group. So you, any therapeutic associates you go to, you can expect a high level of care and um, highly skilled therapists that will look kind of at your whole body system and get you back on track. Oh, that's wonderful. Well, I want you to know that um, I have a love for physical therapists. Uh, when my, my youngest son has cerebral palsy, and when he was in high school, there was a young, a young man who uh, wanted to be involved in the mentor program that they had at the high school. And so he would go into the resource, what they called the resource room at the high school, and help with the, you know, any of the kids that had any kind of disabilities. And um, his goal was to be a physical therapist. And so, mm-hmm. I actually, uh, I met him and we just connected and he wanted to, I said, well, you know, would you, would you be able to, you know, maybe get TJ off the bus occasionally and, and watch him until I can get home. And he was like, oh, I would love to do that. And so the, you know, senior year in high school, Nick was, was TJ's buddy. And he even walked him across the stage at graduation. He pushed his wheelchair across the stage and he did it. I mean, he became a physical therapist. That was his goal. He was, he was, you know, on course, you know, right there from high school. So tell us about your journey to becoming a physical therapist. Well, my journey did not start off as physical therapy. Um, I was going to be a marine biologist, and then I started taking those classes and was not enjoying them. So I spent my time in those classes figuring out what I actually wanted to do. And physical therapy combines all the things that I liked, such as teaching, coaching, healthcare. Um, you didn't have to go to school for as long as like an MD and you got to spend more time with people and really help them with, you know, getting back to the lifestyle that they want to have. Um, similar to what you do with food, I do that with their muscles and bones and getting them moving and things. So, um, it's a really fulfilling job and I get to make a big difference in people's lives, which I really love. And then the side thing that I always joke about is my mom used to always give me a hard time for watching people, like staring at people when I was a kid. And I would always tell her, well, I just want to see what they're doing. And now I get paid to do that. So that's That's the part of my job. That's so funny. I have a daughter that used to do that, too. I think her and I are a lot alike, and we, we're very visual people, and I love studying people and watching people. And as a young girl, she used to get in trouble with that a little bit. You know, people would kind of look at her and be like, what are you looking at, you know? Um, but she is she's like that as well. She's a, she's a great listener, and she's a great people person, so I think that's a trait, so that's a good thing. So where did you uh, – it's a long process, though. Becoming a physical therapist is not – it's not an easy process. Tell us about that. Uh, so you start with uh, your four years of undergraduate, and I got my degree in exercise sports science, which usually just means that you want to go to more school. Uh, so then you go to PT school for three years after that, and then you get a doctorate of physical therapy. That's amazing. Yeah. See, I don't think people understand that, that how much training you know, you, you've actually had. Uh, to be a physical therapist. They're usually quite surprised when I tell them that I have a doctorate. Yeah, exactly. So, and so are, are, are you called Dr. Poliska? Um, I could be, but we're in kind of a interesting transition in our field where, um, everyone has gotten grandfathered up. So it started as a bachelor's and then became a master's and then a doctorate. And so it becomes kind of, weird in the clinic if you have someone who has a bachelor's degree, but they have 30 years of experience 
and they uh, can't be called doctor, but you're called doctor. So there uh, are some clinics where if everyone has a doctorate, they do refer to each other as doctor so-and-so, but um, traditionally we just go by our first name. Oh, that's, that's, that's really good. I like that because that is something that I think we've lost. Oh, I talked a little bit about this a couple weeks ago, you know, where uh, people – there used to be a great apprenticeship program in the United States, an intern program where young people would start out in banking or law or, and they would work their way up through an apprenticeship. And so, yeah, having 30 years experience, that's invaluable. Um, you're, you know, you're absolutely right. So I, I appreciate that, that you respect that kind of, um, training and education, really. Yes. Right. But it's so, good to be a, now be a doctoring profession. Um, it allows us to have uh, direct access to patients, so you don't need a referral to come to physical therapy. You can come directly here with the one caveat of there are a few insurances that require a prescription from your doctor, but if you um, don't know, you can just call our clinic and our front office coordinator will check that for you. Um, but I would say 99% of the time, you don't need a referral from your doctor to come to physical therapy. That is worth a million right there. Because uh, sometimes that little hoop that you have to jump through to get to see the person that you know you need to go see is painful in many ways. Right, yeah. So, like, if you sprain your ankle and you know you sprain your ankle, you can just come to physical therapy. You don't need to go to your doctor to then just tell you to go to physical therapy. Oh, so, that's that's amazing. Well, yeah, tell, us, then, tell us how it works. Tell us who who are the people who come to see you. So like you were talking about, um, people who have injuries definitely come to see us, and that's more of the traditional physical therapy patient. When people think about physical therapy, they think, well, if I have a car accident or I hurt myself at work or I have surgery, then I would go to physical therapy. But what people don't think about is coming to physical therapy before any of that happens. So like you were talking about with food being more proactive and preventative, we're trying to really switch people's mindset to come and see us for even maybe a yearly physical fitness exam, we kind of call them, uh, where we look at your strength and flexibility and how you're moving and give you some tips of things that you can do to decrease the risk of you getting hurt. So uh, we really like, I love seeing people when they just have a minor ache and pain and I see them once or twice and give them things to work on at home and then they just come see me for what I call tune-ups every, you know, 6, 8, 12 months when they have another little thing happen, and then that's how we build our relationship rather than waiting until you, you know, tear something or hurt something to where you're really incapacitated, and then you come see me for, you know, two months. That is – now, see, I don't think people are even aware that that's an option because usually it is the – it is the sequence. You know, people are in a, a car accident or they've had a back injury of some kind. They go, they have the surgery. And then after the surgery, the doctor says, now you're going to have six weeks of physical therapy. Right. Yep. So you can come any. So what I tell people when I meet them is I just ask, do you have pain right now? And most people have something that is bothering them. But they think, oh, it's normal to have back pain. I'm getting older. You know, I'm not as active. Well, no, it's not normal to have pain. Um, Pain is your body telling you that something is wrong. So even if it's something that, you know, just kind of bothers you here and there, if you think about it during the day, then that's something that you should get taken care of. And like I said, it could be as simple as just seeing you for one or two visits, giving you exercises, and then you just go do that. 
Wow. That I, that is amazing. I, I mean, I, I didn't even know that that was possible. How does that work? Um, so insurance wise, like you say, because you're a doctor, I don't need a, I don't need to have all of this precursor ahead of time. I can just come and see you and then somehow the need for physical therapy gets diagnosed and coded or whatever and then insurance yes. can kick in? Yes, so that's what I do. I do a full evaluation and diagnosis. And like I said, most people have something that is pain, even if it's a low-level pain. And so right. then we can just code it under that and it's totally fine. Oh, my heavens. That is that is such a wonderful bit of knowledge because that I think people actually suffer a lot uh, because they think that they can't get the services that they need until it has gotten really bad. And I think they think that because that's what we've been taught by our medical professionals. Right. So like you were talking about, we've become a reactive society and not a proactive society. And that's, that's part right. of this big issue with healthcare and why we're spending so much money is because we're waiting until people need healthcare. So if we can try to switch the brain to let's, deal with things before, like everyone goes to the dentist or everyone should go to the dentist, you know, twice a year, whether you have a cavity or not. So why wouldn't you go to a physical therapist once a year to get your muscles and joints checked out so that you don't have to go to them later? Exactly. That is probably the most beautiful thing I've heard so far today. And I am so glad. I am so glad you're my guest, and I'm, I'm so glad that we can tell the world that this is a, a, a what a wonderful opportunity. I know, you know, my mom struggles with back pain, and when she goes to the doctor, um, back pain is a hard thing to see. You don't, they don't see it on the X-ray. They right. can't feel it. They don't right. know, and so since they can't see it on an X-ray or a CAT scan or whatever, then they just give her some kind of uh, medication to yep. calm the pain, and they send her home. It's like mm-hmm. goodbye. So, yep. and then she's back again when she when her muscles spasm, and then and they do the exact same thing. Nobody's curing anything. Nobody's preventing another episode. They're just saying, oh well, here's some drugs. This will make you feel better. Do you feel good now? Can you walk? If you can walk and you feel a little bit better, then we can get you out of here. Right. And yeah. that's called so, medical. Yeah, I mean the. The doctors are in a little bit of a hard spot because they see a high volume of people. And what I tell my patients is your primary care doctor's job is to make sure that you're not going to die, basically, and make sure that all your systems are kind of on track. And if you do have something that's a red flag, that they get you to the right specialist. So, And for some reason, physical therapy, we as a profession have not done a good job of educating everyone what we are. So we're not high on that list of, oh, you have pain, go see a physical therapist. So. Um, that's, you know, large part on us as a profession. So that's why I like doing things like your show um, is to just educate people of what we even do and what we're here for and how we can help you feel better and you shouldn't have pain every day. Right. I I love that. I remember hearing one time uh, people would, you know, floss their teeth and they would say, your teeth are not supposed to bleed. Um, (laughs) You know, that's like saying, you know, every time you wash your hands, well, my hands bleed a little bit, but that's okay. That's normal. <laughs> I remember hearing that and going, you know, that makes sense. I that, that really makes sense. And amazingly, when you do have good dental care, your gums don't bleed. So it's, uh, yeah. And so when you're having good physical care, you don't have aches and pains. And and uh, and if you do, and if you are taking care of your body, then you know why, what you did, and what you can do to to get everything back up. So. 
talk a little bit about um, the kind of machines or the tools that you have and what are some things that you do with some of your your patients to get them back on their feet and back in their lives? Sure. So um, it all starts with the evaluation. So my big passion is looking at people's functions. So people come in, and let's take back pain for an example. That's a big one. So they may have had an MRI or x-rays, and a lot of times I don't even like to look at that because what I treat are the symptoms, not necessarily like the diagnosis word. So many things can be causing back pain. It can start from your feet. It can start from your neck. And so we take time in the evaluation to figure out why you're having back pain. Is it because of a disc problem or is it because of muscle imbalance or is it because one of your legs is longer than the other? Is it because you sit poorly all day? And so that's a big part of my job is that investigation of why you're having pain. And then once we kind of narrow that down, then I give you, um, we start with what I call building block exercises. So those are the basic ones you do usually lying down. And then we progress from there to more functional exercises, which mimic what you need to do during the day. So I have some equipment in my clinic, but very minimal, because everything you do in the clinic, I want you to be able to do at home. And people don't have, you know, leg press machines and cable machines and all of that at home. So we do things that you can do at your house because I want you to not need me. So um, the little bit of equipment we do use are usually like resistive bands and exercise balls, and those are all things that people can pretty easily purchase um, to use at home Uh, because the ultimate goal is that you're on a maintenance plan that you just, you have maybe four or five exercises that you do all the time to help you maintain that low pain or no pain zone, and then you don't need me, which is the ultimate goal. Right. Now, how do you handle, because I know, you know, anytime you're doing a movement or anytime you're going to do something in your life that you haven't been doing, um, there's always going to be that that awkward uh, stage where, you know, even with something as simple as I know when my father uh, had to go through some rehabilitation and they had him simply sitting at the edge of the bed and raising his legs and lowering his legs and raising his legs and lowering his legs. Well, that sounds basic and simple, but that wasn't something that he was used to doing. So right. it was right. as if he had been decided to go to the gym and, and was going to start doing lunges. You know, he was sore. And, yeah. you know, when you're already in pain and you're already dealing with an injury and now somebody's saying, well, I know you're sore, but do that every day. How do you, that must be a tough thing to help people get through that. Definitely. So each person is different, and that's where, so that would be what I call those building block exercises. And the exercises shouldn't cause more pain. So many people are familiar with that 0 to 10 pain scale. So 0 is you have no pain, 10 is you have to go to the emergency room. And on that scale, you want your pain around like a 3 or a 4 if you're having pain. Um, They've done lots of studies that show when you, whatever your personal number five is, when you're above that, your body thinks an injury is happening. And so I educate people that if your pain starts creeping up around a five, then you either need to stop what you're doing or use ice or heat or pain medication if that's what you want to do, something to get your pain back down. Because when we go above a five, then your body starts sending inflammation to the area, starts shutting down muscles, and you're just counteracting all of the good stuff that you had just been doing. 
So that's definitely a lot of education that we do in those first few visits is just regulating your own pain and your response to things. And just because on your homework sheet it says do, you know, 10 repetitions, if your pain goes to a 10 on repetition 2, then you shouldn't do 3 through 10. Right. So what do you think your um, um, – what is what do you tell your patients as far as a common movement or a common activity – that if you had the power to tell everybody in the world, please stop doing this, I know you think this is a good thing to do, but this is not a good thing to do. What would that thing be that you would like to, to make the world stop doing? Oh, so many. Um, <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, good. No, I'm just kidding. So a big one is sitting for a prolonged period of time. So you should not sit. I tell people, like, at work, you shouldn't sit for more than, like, 15 to 30 minutes. And that doesn't mean you have to sit stand or go walk for a long time, that just means you just need to stand up for 15 to 30 seconds to get your blood moving, to get your muscles loosened up. But just that static sitting is so bad for our bodies. There's so many studies, like some people are even saying sitting is the new smoking. And so your body just breaks down with all of this sitting that we do. Um, So some people are getting standing desks, which is a little better, but also just statically standing isn't great either. So it's really that movement that we need. Um, So that's the biggest thing that I would tell people to stop doing is sitting so much. That, you know what, that I I remember um, when that kind of was an aha thing for me, um, when I started to realize that the longer I sat, the worse I felt. And, uh, you know, people are always saying, oh, you know what, you're not feeling well, you should really just sit down and rest. And and I remember, you know, my naturopath saying, you know what the best thing for arthritis is? Movement. Right. And yep. and and that would be like, really? Because I thought maybe you should just lie in bed with pillows all propped up, you know. <laughs> and um, but no, sitting. And the problem is, depending on what part of the country you live in, like I just got back from New York. And, and what I love about New York is, Everybody walks, right? You know, everybody, you know, has to, and the strollers, because people really use their strollers out there because everyone is taking some kind of either mass, you know, transportation, the subway, or they're walking everywhere that they're going. And so, and then I get back home. And unfortunately, when you live in the suburbs, um, you know, I'm not going to drive, you know, I'm not going to walk five miles buy my weekly groceries and then somehow get them home. I don't know how that would happen. Um, so I'm in the car and sometimes I'm in the car for, you know, five and six hours a day. And, uh, with some, like you say, getting out, getting in, getting out, getting in. But, um, yeah, that's probably one of the biggest things that people are misinformed is that sitting is really, our bodies are not meant to sit. We are, we should be moving all the time. Yes, we are meant to move. And so the problem becomes, so people are sitting, so they're like, oh, well, now I need to go to the gym and exercise. But they have all these imbalances in their muscles because they've been sitting all day. And so that's what a lot of these low back pain injuries and things like that are. People are like, well, I was trying to exercise. Why is that the problem? And it's not that the exercise is the problem. It's the sitting that causes all these other things that then become the problem. Wow. Wow. Now, how do you deal with, like, my, I have a son that's in a wheelchair. He's not ambulatory at all. Um, and, um, so, you know, how does, how does sitting, I know that's one of the things that people that, you know, causes a, a short lifespan is the fact that they're not moving around and it, it affects everything. Talk a little bit about that. Yeah. So, I mean, there's definitely, 
different, you have to think of it a little differently when you have different impairments that require, you know, being in a wheelchair or something like that. But, um, you know, there's exercises. You can do exercise with your arms even while you're sitting or try to move your legs around. Um, laying down, doing rolling is actually a really good exercise. Um, and just trying to think of different ways to keep your body moving throughout the day, even if you do have to be sitting in a wheelchair. Oh, that's so even if you're sitting in a wheelchair, but you can raise your arms up and down, uh-huh. just getting that blood moving. Yeah, or even marching your feet. Like people, I tell people to do that in their desk too. Like there's all these oh. exercises that you can do at your workstation or at your desk. It's all about pumping that blood around and moving the oxygen through your body. Okay, so the so I should apologize to my husband who always has a leg moving and tell him that he's probably <laughs> doing the best thing he could possibly do. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Okay, all right. We'll see and that what does that say about our school system? You know, how our schools have, you know, taken away, you know, the gym classes and then they want these kids to sit and be quiet for, you know, hours on end, and then they, they can't figure out why these poor little kids are, you know, just moving around and fiddling and fidgeting, and, and um, boy, maybe we should just, you know, forget the classrooms and just move everybody out onto their, the playground and just, you know, yell phonetics yeah. or whatever else they're supposed right. to be <laughs> learning that day, you know, as yeah. they're moving. Spell yeah, cat for me, somebody. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's definitely a challenge, like, you know, a lot of kids are now getting diagnosed with ADD and things like that, but part of it might just be that they're sitting too much. They need to be active. Like, you know, especially kindergarten, first grade, like those kids have so much energy and they need to get it out and run around. Yeah. Yeah, I know. I was watching my grandkids last night. We had a little birthday party. And, you know, I have a um, – my grandkids are, you know, pick an age, and I have somebody that fits into that age group. But, um, you know, the little ones, um, the, the one who just turned a year, you know, he literally skips and hops everywhere he goes. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. you know, the seven year old skips when we're, when we're going through the mall or something, you know, she never walks. She's always skipping. And, um, just the movement that they have. I mean, they love to do the just dance, you know, on the Wii and stuff like that, just to be moving. And here's all of the adults sitting in the room. We're all sitting on the sofa right. watching these kids in constant movement, you know. And we're all talking about diets and, you know, all this kind of stuff. Yeah. And these little kids are like, whatever, we're out of here, you know. Oh, we could learn so much. We could learn so much. Well, let's take a little break, and we'll come back with Lindsay and talk a little bit more about how we can take care of our health. Now it's time to get healthy and lose weight joyfully. You're listening to Get Wasted with Renee on Talk Zone. Here's Renee Steelman. Hi. Hi, everyone. Thank you so much for coming back. I'm talking today with um, Lindsay Poliska, who is a physical therapist. Um, she has an office in Camas, Washington. Um, and Lindsay, I know you're located uh, in Camas. It's, uh, Camas is, uh, east, on the east side of the whole southwest Washington thing. Is that correct? Am I right? Yep. It's on the if you're, east side of Vancouver. Yep. Yeah, that's right. Okay. And, um, so tell us, tell everyone how they can find you 
and what would be the procedure that they would need to do to perhaps have a have an evaluation done by you? So you can find us um, on our website, uh, which is therapeuticassociates.com backslash camis. Um, you can, we have a Facebook page, which is a great way to find out about different events and things that we're doing. We have classes at the clinic, and we actually have some hikes that we lead from the clinic. Um, and my front office coordinator is really great about, she posts um, exercise tips and food tips and all different things throughout the week on our Facebook page. Um, and then to schedule an appointment, you would just call our clinic. Can I give our phone number? Yeah, absolutely. It's 360-335-9033, and you can speak with Jessica, and she can get your information, and she'd be happy to check your insurance benefits for you and let you know what that is, and then you would just schedule an evaluation to come see me. Uh, we also do offer a free 15-minute consultation if people are not sure if they need physical therapy or if physical therapy is right for them. I'm more than happy to... Um, check a few things out and talk with them before they decide. Um, and sometimes we decide that they don't need physical therapy. I've had that happen before, too. So um, don't feel like just because you're coming, I'm going to say, yes, you definitely need it. <laughs> so so what, would be, what would be a situation like someone would come in and you would say, you know, you just need to start walking or you just need to start an exercise program. You don't specifically need physical therapy or what would be the circumstances? Yeah, so I had a current patient whose um, husband was having a little bit of, you know, like stiffness and shoulder pain when he was sleeping, and so he came in for uh, the free consultation, and I just gave him a couple stretches and showed him how to use um, a foam roller, which is a really good tool that I like um, to give people to use at home, and I told him, try these stretches for two weeks. If you're still having pain, come back and see me, but I don't think that you will. You just kind of need to loosen everything up, and I haven't heard from him, so I assume that he's doing great. That is so interesting. And, you know, those darn foam rollers, I have one. I always forget <laughs> to use it. Whenever I have, like, my IT band will get too stiff, and someone will say, you know, you should get this thing. It's called a foam roller, and I'm like, oh, yeah, I have one of those. I yeah. just forget to use it. Yeah, well, that is really that's really interesting. And doesn't that say a lot for, um, you know, kind of, it says a lot for your practice individually, but it also says a lot for just, um, you know, going to the doctor and, and getting a preventative tip instead of just, you know, having someone say, well, you know what, it, I, I don't know, I can't really find anything wrong with you, but call me in a couple of days and we'll see. And maybe by that time, the injury really has occurred because they weren't stretching or something like that. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, and so with him, I mean, I could have done physical therapy, but I really right. felt like if he just did some specific stretching, he would probably be fine. So, I mean, I don't want to, you know, waste people's time and money and things like that if all they need to do is some stretching. And um, another good example is that I have a really good relationship with a personal trainer at a local gym, and we work really well back and forth where – he does movement screens on people, and if they have pain, he sends them to me. I get the pain taken away and then send them back to him. So they're right back into the training that they wanted to do anyway, um, but they're not having pain with the motions, and he knows that they're being safe and they're not going to injure themselves. That is perfect. That See, that again, that, that goes back to that whole team where, you know, you need the team, uh, you know, you need the physical therapist, you need the personal trainer, you need the nutritionist, 
you know, you need to be treating your whole body. You can't just work on one symptom and just, you know, get, be, be taking a medication for one symptom and not dealing with what caused it or, you know, and what's going to get you really better. Yes, exactly. And we also, um, I have a massage therapist that works out of the clinic and we do kind of the same thing. Um, so my goal with, I live in Camas, I work in Camas, my goal is to have a healthcare team for people and not be, I don't want them to just come see me and not be it. I know people need other things, and so I like to have people in a team so I know who they're going to, what kind of services they're going to get, and that we're all going to work together. Oh, that's perfect. That's really good. Well, Lindsay, thank you so much for joining me today. It was such a pleasure having you on. Uh, if any of you have any kind of pain or if you're just curious to see, you know, what you can do to prevent further pain, give Lindsay a call. Her number again is 360-335-9033. So, uh, and, and, uh, it's Therapeutic Associates Physical Therapy. So get, get a hold of them and, uh, thank you so much. You're welcome. It was my pleasure. All right. We'll talk with you again soon. Okay. Thanks, Renee. Have a good day. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Oh, that's, that was really, I really appreciate Lindsay coming in. Let's take a little break and then we'll wrap up our show today. Break time is over. It's time to get wasted with Renee. Here's Renee Steelman. Well, thank you so much. Thank you for coming back. I so appreciate it. And I love what Lindsay had to say and how enlightening it was, you know, to learn that um, going to see a physical therapist is not something like any other procedure that we've kind of been trained to do. It isn't something that you do after you know, or only because you've been injured. You want to go maybe and find out, you know, maybe she can just give you some stretching exercises or something like that. And, um, and you might not need that, uh, that little referral. So whew, that was very interesting, but I want to, I want to end today's show by telling everyone, you know, or talking a little bit about what we were talking about with Lindsay as well about, you know, the reactivity about how, you know, our, our medical system has been taught to react to, um, to what's going on rather than to, prevent it, you know, and like, uh, I really, again, encourage all of you to go and get Dr. Campbell's book whole. And I want to, I want to, uh, kind of in the show on a quote, he says, um, um, let's see here. By the time a biological process has progressed to the point of clinical symptoms, it's already been in the works for weeks, months, or commonly years. Yet the medical profession through its reductionist guidelines and co-pays and 10-minute doctor visits discourage patients from optimizing their health prior to full-blown disease. And, you know, unfortunately, I've had two experiences this week um, with people who are um, young, people that are, you know, my age that have been diagnosed with heart disease and diabetes and have had really serious physical um, you know, one in one case, there uh, she actually had to have her leg amputated um, because of the diabetes. And and then I've, I had an encounter yesterday with a gentleman that told me that um, uh, this uh, another person has been uh, diagnosed with uh, diabetes and it's gotten really, really quite severe. And there's some heart issues going on. And you know, and, and this is the point that the doctor is telling them that they need to change their diet. 
it's almost like the doctors are afraid to tell people ahead of time because it's not something that people want to hear. And so the doctors are waiting until the symptoms or the, or the progression of the disease has gotten to the point where they think the people will listen to them. And so I really encourage all of you to take control of your life. And if you have, if you have been blessed enough to catch a disease, uh, in the beginning, or if you've been able to recover from a, uh, you know, any kind of a disease, you know, let that be your wake up call. Let that be your light bulb where you go, I need to take back responsibility for my health and certainly not victimizing anyone. Cancer is something we just don't have any control over really. There are environmental issues. If you have a tough immunity system, a lot of times we can overcome a lot of these environmental things that we don't have control over. Um, but do the best you can. That's all we can do. We can't control our environment as much as we think we can. Um, but do what we can do. You know, I can't control the radon in, in, in the air, maybe, but I can control whether I'm taking in a certain chemical that, you know, maybe the Food and Drug Administration has not found it to be uh, carcinogenic, but um, it's a chemical. Why am I why am I drinking it? Well, what purpose would blue be in that food? Why do I have to drink something that's, you know, fluorescent blue? Somehow I just cannot believe that's good for me. So I would really encourage you to take that, take that move. Um, check out um, www.getwasted.com. Look at the website. Check out some of the menus and the recipes that are on there. Um, it has literally, I really do believe that the Get Wasted program has saved my life. Um, I'm not someone who likes to cook. I don't, I don't read cookbooks like novels. I don't want to spend any time in the kitchen. Um, I still go to the store and buy as many vegetables as I can that are already pre-chopped up. I mean, uh, it's not something that I enjoy, but it's the only way that I could have made the transition to eating a whole foods diet is through the recipes and through the menus and through the shopping lists, which made it so easy and so realistic for me to do that. I'm really looking forward to um, getting my blood profile done next month. Um, I've been kind of waiting for the last year to to see how how much better it is. I know after only you know eating a plant based diet for only four months, my cholesterol went down 96 points. So I'm really excited to see where I've come in a year. And um, that's what I'm going to be doing. So I'm going to be talking to you more about eating a whole food plant based diet. But I'm going to be um, incorporating some other parts of people's stories. Uh, we're going to be talking some more about um, people's lives in general and things that happen and how people overcome trials and um, calamity and stressful situations because that's all part of what life is all about. Um, my new uh, radio show is, is going to be called Heaven Sent and Bent. And it's going to be a wonderful show, and um, I am really excited to be changing up the format a little bit, uh, letting everyone, we're going to be talking about eating a whole food diet, but how being healthy is just part of how we deal with life. And uh, and life is hard. It's not an easy trail for sure. Um, and those of you who seem to be gliding along and thinking that nothing's going to happen, you know, you just haven't you haven't lived long enough. So we're going to be having some wonderful guests on and I'm so thrilled to be working uh, with this program and having all of you as my listeners. So thanks so much for joining me today. And you know what? It's going to be a great day. Let's do lunch. <laughs> 